Authentic, loving discipleship matters. This is something that you will hear us talk a lot about on this podcast in the book, Training Them Wisely, because this is at the core of what we're doing as parents trying to raise our kids up in godly ways. And so today we really want to dig into the why authentic, loving discipleship matters. We're excited for you to join us today. So listen up. Hi, this is Rebecca Messer, co-host for the Training Them Wisely podcast with our host, Renee Christensen. Renee speaks at church events and conferences, teaching parents and grandparents how to grow in their walk with the Lord while discipling their children and grandchildren because authentic, loving discipleship matters. Renee is a best-selling author of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and has several new Bible study releases designed for your whole family to use together for family devotions, homeschool curriculum, or personal quiet times. These studies cover four age levels, preschool, kids, teens, and adults. Join us on Adventures Through the Bible with Bella, Benny, and Fluffy for your preschoolers discovering key truths in scripture. Your kids and teens will learn how to study the Bible verse by verse for themselves. Adults will dig into the same passages as their teens so the entire family can study together and engage in conversation with the discussion questions at the end of each chapter. We all know that prayer is so important. Renee's Bible study, Love to Pray, includes a prayer journal to teach and encourage your kids and grandkids to love to pray. Looking for a way to help your kids pay attention during the church service? Check out our new sermon notes for kids, which include portions for writers and pre-writers to take notes and draw pictures. It is colorful, fun, and will help your children engage with the sermon. Hi guys! So we are so excited because this is really at the core of Training Them Wisely is discipleship. And we thought we were going to be talking about something else in the podcast recording for today, but then we got to looking at things and we just really felt like the Lord impressed on our hearts that it was time to really delve in to the why Mm -hmm. authentic, loving discipleship matters, because I think we all understand that we should be discipling. And we've even talked a lot about the what or the how on discipleship. But I think it's really important because we haven't talked about it in a while with some kind of fresh stats and information, but the whys on discipleship. And so I'm really excited to be talking about this today. So Renee, why does authentic loving discipleship matter? It really does matter. And discipleship is all about relationships. So we are going to look at scripture today. We're going to look at stats today. I personally love stats, but I know most people don't, but um, just, we need to see them. We need to see there, there's a reason that we truly, truly have got to be discipling our kids and raising them with a biblical worldview, having them in God's word. These things do matter. And we want to talk about the why biblically and also the why practically what's actually going on right now in America. Yeah. It's, it's extremely important because if we don't understand the odds that we're up against, yes, then the temptation is to not take it seriously it is. and just kind of put it into coast mode. And, you know, we've talked before about there's different seasons 
and our discipleship can change depending on what season we're in. But I think what's really important to understand is is that you, 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 you've got to be on because the world is not turning off. And so, and I um, think these stats and these scriptures will really light a fire and a passion in your heart to disciple your kids. Yeah. And so it's important as we're discipling our kids to make sure that we're properly preparing ourselves. Yes. A discipler, because if we don't keep ourselves sharp, then it's hard for us to be that iron sharpening iron if we're getting dull. Yes. And so it's very important. I feel like that we do that. And so second Timothy two fifteen really covers this quite thoroughly when it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And I think you and I both Renee and probably all of our listeners can attest to there's been a time in their life when the word of truth was not rightly handled. And um, there's a lot of wounds when people have handled the word of God incorrectly. And I think we have to be very diligent to study and be right with God when we're going to instruct with the word of God, because it is a sword. It is. And we have to be ready to use it correctly and properly. And it's the sword can be both ways, you know, it can, it can help protect, which is what we're going to talk about with some of these stats. When you're using the word of God correctly, it's a defender. It is, but it can also cut the other way. And so it's just, it's very important as parents, grandparents, somebody in a role of instructing little disciples to rightly handle the word of truth. So it's so important. And it's really important because in today's world, as we're going to look at some stats, but the truth is they are not, children will not be getting biblical truth from the world. Um, Whenever I was writing my book that came out in March, training them wisely, right before it was supposed to go to the editor for its final edit, I got a message from Tracy Munsell from the Cultural Research Center, and I had been chatting with her about some of George Barner's stats to put in my book. Um, And she said, I know that you put these stats in, but today he finished this report. And I think it's really important that instead you can use these new stats because it was the first post-COVID national survey of biblical worldview on Americans. and. So whenever, so I read over it and unfortunately those stats had really shifted down during COVID. Mm. And so I want to go over some of them with you now, and I'll put a link to these reports that have gone, that he has um, by George Barna from the Cultural Research Center. But the first one is, and this is so important. There is only 1% of Americans under age 30 that have a biblical worldview. 1%. Now, this is under age 30. If you're actually looking at different beliefs that people are having, it's shocking how much point percentages they're dropping, even from people age 25 to 18. The the truth is that there is not a biblical worldview right now in America. These The biblical worldview that he's looking at is only seven factors that you have to believe in order to have a biblical worldview. We're not talking about some perfect theologian 
knowing everything in the Bible. We're talking about knowing that Jesus is the way to salvation, knowing that God is the almighty God of the universe and believing that the Bible is true and knowing how to apply it to your life. That, I mean, that's, that's really what it is that it's covering. Um, that the only way to get to heaven and have sins forgiven is through Jesus. I mean, just the basics. And that stat, if it feels like a cold splash of water and you just kind of are like 1%, like it should hit us like a slap in the face because we are responsible for directly impacting that statistic with the next generation. We are, we are going to be leaders in this country one day. And if you don't like what you're seeing, uh, we, we've got to we've address got to it change our it. We have to change it. We absolutely do. And we need to realize who our children are around in this age group. Yes, yep. you might be in a church or in your Christian circles as adults, and you might think that they have a biblical worldview because you're going to church with them. The truth is you're in a, a an isolated circle, but in real life, the majority of people that you meet, by far the majority of people that you interact with, will not have a biblical worldview. And that's significant. And the next statistic that I put in my book, only 4% of Americans of all ages now have a biblical worldview. That was 6% pre-COVID. After COVID, it dropped two whole percentage points to only 4%. That's a staggering number of all age that do not have a biblical worldview. And I know it gave it a thumbs up, but it was not thumbs up. Like that's no, that is not down. a thumbs up. <laughs> that's a thumbs down Zoom <laughs> because that's terrible. It is. And we had all of that time in COVID, y'all, when we were home and we could be doing stuff. And I think some of that is a testament too that the, a lot of churches did not meet in person or they weren't doing the outreach. Well, I think it, it has to do with relationships there because yeah. discipleship is a relationship. So whenever we went through COVID, we had these, we didn't have those discipling relationships where we're having that iron sharpen iron and it did make a difference. We are really at a precipice here in America. We have got to make a change and we have to realize what our children are actually exposed to. This stat that I'm about to give you is one of my own stats. Um, I've been to about 400 houses low-income houses in our area. And only two of those houses have had Bibles in them. Mm. That again, Zoom. Not it's sure why balloons just went up on Zoom. No balloons. This is, <laughs> this is a significant statistic, even if it is just local. I'm in the Bible Belt. We're actually in the South, 6% have a biblical worldview. Overall in America, it's 4%, but in the South, it's 6%. And the reason that this is, and this is another, um, this one's done by the Cultural Research Center staff, 88% of Americans have a worldview of syncretism. And what that means is that people are agreeing with different philosophies, different religions. Um, for instance, with um, some statements that were giving 84% believed in a Marxist statement. So that you have all of these different philosophies as Americans, if it sounds good, we're not researching philosophers in general types of religions. We are literally picking and choosing. And whenever we don't have the Bible as our plumb line, then we have a problem because we're just looking at what we think is best rather than 
knowing what God's word actually says, because you can say things that sound good. Satan is excellent at half truths. And that's what a lot of philosophies are. That's what some religions are. You've got some false truths that are in there that just are things that sound good. But if you don't know the Bible, then you're going to be fooled by this. And it's, it's alarming. And when it, it's, it's easy, I feel like when we look at it to go, oh yeah, sure. We wouldn't agree with X, Y, and Z philosopher. That was garbage. But then yet we'll use other things. I know in the South, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, superstition. That's so bad. But then you listen to them and they're like, oh, don't step on the crack. Don't, don't break a mirror. Seven years of bad luck. And it's like, this is biblical, but yet it's woven into so much of daily life It is in a way that we're not using scripture. And so even in subtle things, it's easy. Now, do we need to become paranoid about, you know, funny joking things? No. No. <laughs> But we don't do we want need to swing take... the opposite pendulum where we're just legalistic, right. don't laugh. Yeah, no. But do we need to take very seriously what is this feed source or what is shaping? Because some of you that are listening, you might be like worldview. Like, what does that even mean? Okay, yeah. so worldview. What it is literally the way you are viewing the world. It's yes. how you're processing the world around you. It's how, it's what you believe. Yeah. It's how you how know what, what is morally right and wrong, how mm -hmm. you believe if you need a savior, if you don't need a savior, um, how you should interact with the world, what success is in your eyes. And that's um, what's, what's love. Yes. Um, oh and goodness. let me just go ahead and tell you, if you're not teaching your family, these things, from the word of God, <laughs> the world is going to be teaching them and it's going to be jacked up. It <laughs> is. And, and it's you have to be terrible think about it. You have to realize that your children are in that 1%. If you're discipling your child, they are in that 1% that would have a biblical yeah. worldview. That is a, thumbs that up is a lot. <laughs> that is a That's lot. Balloons. <laughs> that <laughs> is a whole lot. <laughs> that's a whole lot of other input that's coming into their lives. So it's something that, that we do need to be passing on. And there's a story in judges about that. And I love this story in judges because this shows such a clear example of what happens when you do, or you don't um, teach what the Lord has done and his word. And the verse um, that we have for this is Judges 2.10, where it says, after that whole generation had also been gathered to their fathers. So they died, they were gone. Another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works that he had done for Israel. In just one generation, it changed just like that. And this is why it is so important. Those verses in Deuteronomy, you know, we hear them all the time about speaking them as you pass by, as you walk by, having them on the doorposts. But we really do have to be diligent. Or... We have to be diligent to teach them who God is. 
and what he has done. And that can be in our own lives because we should be talking about God and what he's done regularly in our own lives, but also throughout the Bible, what he has done. Because, because then we see later in Judges 21, I mean, not very much longer. We we yeah. cycled through a couple generations. And then we have, again, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And that's America today. That's what's happening in America today. We have done a yeah. horrible job of teaching people how to study God's word and of teaching them to disciple their kids. It is something that we have not done a great job on. And it's something that we very passionately, it's not hard. This is why we've been doing the what's the how to's. And we're going to go into some of that, but right now we really want to focus on the why's. It is not a difficult thing to do, but it's something that we really must do. And it's important to know that historically this does cycle this way Mm -hmm. because as we read in Ecclesiastes one nine, it says what has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. So these, these cycle patterns, the only way they change is if every generation diligently stays on teaching and speaking of and training them on not just the Bible, but what the Lord is doing in their life and, and showing them how he is still actively working today. That's exactly right. And so really, this is the the, we want to see the why. The why is that historically, this is what's happened. Looking at it statistically, this is where we are. And looking at it biblically, we need to change. And so we want as parents to be a disciple of Jesus ourselves and then be able to disciple our kids. And so that's what we're going to be talking about in the next couple episodes, just how we as parents need to be a disciple ourselves looking at Jesus' example as he was a disciple, but really the why it matters, because it does matter that we disciple our kids. Think about these statistics. Let them sink in. Seven out of kids right now are not going to stay in church. They're going to leave the church. As parents, it's absolutely imperative that we help our children have a biblical worldview. Having a biblical worldview is what's going to allow them to stand firm, to not be think that there's moral relativism, which is so rampant right now in our society, that belief, but instead to realize that the Bible is true. The Bible is the plumb line. The Bible is obeying. The Bible is what gives us success in our Christian life. So that that's why it's just really important that we disciple our children. And I just want to encourage you guys. If you're feeling a little bit like, oof, after hearing all these stats and you're feeling that kind of pressure, don't let it turn into condemnation from the enemy to make yes. you think that this is a hopeless situation. Or don't make it you think that it's so difficult because it's an easy thing to do. And we are going to talk more in the next episode about how that more of the hows, more of the what's, more of the um, really hands-on tangible things. But just be encouraged that these stats, if you are already discipling your kids, which there's probably a good many of you listening that are discipling your kids and you do desire for them to know and walk with the Lord. Good job. Like you are fighting the good fight. You are in the trenches. You are helping with that 1%. You are, you're doing your best to get that number higher. If there are those listening that you have been faithfully teaching Sunday school and you have been holding community Bible groups and you've been doing things actively to try to relationally disciple 
like, thank you. Good job. Keep it up. You are not unseen. The work that you're doing for the Lord is not going to be unnoticed. It will not go unrewarded. Um, the seeds that we sow will bear fruit. And so for those of you who are like, wow, I'm not there yet. Okay. All of this and the examples that I'm giving, you can change. Yes. You can, you can do that. And so we're really excited to help as many of you as possible be actively discipling the kids in your life. And so we're really excited to talk more about that. Um, but in the meantime, we have to wrap it up for today. So feel free to go find us on Facebook. We would love for you to like our page. You can find us um, on YouTube, subscribe. That way you don't miss any of our uh, new releases for our podcasts. And feel free to go back and listen to a bunch of the old ones. Got a lot of good material in there. Um, and we look forward to speaking with you guys next time. Bye for now.